You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey guys, welcome back to Gay Side Stories, where the gay shit goes. I am your host, Trillificent. It's Gemini season, baby. Also pride season. So keep all of your slander on both topics to yourself. And if you're listening to this show, you definitely should not have anything sideways to say about the LGBT community. I want to observe really quick the anniversary of the Pulse shooting, where I believe 49 individuals lost their lives on that. I can't believe it's been three years since that happened. It really feels like it just happened. And it's just a reminder that the struggle is ongoing with our community. As much success and love as we have been procuring some groups more than others it's still a battlefield out there for us so i just wanted to take the time to acknowledge this i don't know what you want to call i guess anniversary and give a sincere rest in heaven and in power to all of the individuals who lost their lives for no reason so let's have just a brief moment of silence for those individuals. So by the time you hear this, I will have turned 35. Yes, 35 African-American years old. And in honor of that, and because I haven't done a solo show in a while, I thought, what better time than for my birthday to do so? I came into this world by myself, so it's only fitting. The original goal was to release this on Sunday, June 9th, my actual birthday. But I needed time to sit with it for reasons that I will get into a little bit later, actually. So this is going to serve as an update and a check-in. And I will tell you about some of the things that I've been doing and dealing with, like what's it like living in Seattle so far, so on and so forth. So my actual birthday was pretty low key. I didn't really have anyone to celebrate with, even if I wanted to, like for real, for real. I don't have a lot of friends here just yet, but more on that later. I did, however, go to the Shuffle and Repeat one year anniversary party hosted by Ray and Jay of the He Said, He Said podcast, who you have heard on this podcast. And hopefully you also heard me on their podcast. So a little bit about that. It was awkward to go alone, but I did force myself. I'm not an outgoing person initially. Like once I warm up to people, I can be funny. I can be personable and warm and all of that kind of stuff but when I'm in a space and I don't really know anybody I'm not the kind of person that can just walk up and start talking to people and just find a tribe I will converse when people do so with me but I'm definitely not an initiator so it is what it is I kind of stood on the sidelines but it was good the music was good it was 90s and early what 2000s themed so all of the music came from that era which you know how that goes if you're a (laughs) an individual of a certain age like myself then you knew pretty much every song that was being played in your life listen it was some of those songs i hadn't heard 
in so long. And it just felt nice to go and see people having a good time, dancing, kind of carefree, unlike myself. But, you know, it's hard to get out of my own head. But definitely want to give a congratulations to Ray and Jay of the He Said, He Said podcast. I thought it was amazing that they were able to have this party at this bar and people show up and just go up for them and the things that they're doing. Like they're definitely podcast goals, which honestly I think is important in general, but also for me, because they are a younger podcast. Like I said, they just are celebrating their one year anniversary, but they're doing things that I can learn from. And it's not one of those things that just because I've been doing a podcast longer, that means I can't learn from someone who's newer because listen, they're doing it. Okay. And I wish, and I'm trying to figure out how to work on having that confidence to be able to do those types of things. We have things in the work, not so much live, I guess, but just trying to figure out how to better market ourselves on the network. So that includes here on the podcast as well. And ultimately, I'm glad I went. So again, congratulations to them. I want to thank everyone for the birthday wishes. I'm really 35 out here. Like, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And initially, I wanted 35 to be a big celebration. Last year, I was thinking, okay, I'd never do anything for real, for real for my birthday. So when I turn 35, that's a milestone. I got to do this. I got to do that. Or I need to take a trip. I need to do something. And as usual, life was like, "Mm, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. And I'm just not in a position to celebrate the way that I would want to. Not how I feel like I should, but how I want to. Because I definitely would have preferred to bring in 35 amongst friends But it just wasn't in the cards as far as moving and all of that kind of stuff. But maybe one day and, the you know, I have trips and things lined up. My my finances, my life feels like it's stabilizing a bit being here for six months. So I'm going to take every opportunity when I am around friends and people who love me to celebrate, even if it's just in my head, like, well, I'm just going to have this little drink for you know, being 35 or I'm going to have this, whatever, for being 35, it is what it is. But with that being said, that can actually segue me into the next thing I wanted to touch on, and that is Seattle living. So I don't remember how much I've talked about it on the podcast, or maybe not in particular this podcast, but I was renting a room, or I guess I was roommates, in a two-bedroom apartment with this young LGBT couple, and things started off really well. They, like I said, they were young, exuberant, and everything was good. They were 420 enthusiasts, so that helped, you know, but we had an incident where the male roommate who is a trans man had some type of 
I don't even know what to call it. I have my theories, but I'm not a licensed professional, so I'll keep that to myself. Suffice it to say, we had an incident and I had to let my feelings be known on said incident. And I guess he did not appreciate it because that was the last time he and I exchanged any words directly. And that was maybe the end of March. And I talked to the fiance, who is a cisgender woman. And initially I was going to address it with him and let's, you know, find a way to dead this. But then she asked me not to. And then my aunt died. One of my great aunts died. And that was a whole thing because my mom called me. And if you listen to this show for any length of time, you know, me, my mom don't have really any relationship, really. So for her to call me was something in itself but then to get bad news on that top of that call you know i i hate that the only time she called me was to tell me bad news so then that was something else that i had to deal with suffice it to say i never ended up addressing it with the roommate and they then it was weird things like they when i tell you they flipped like their whole life to avoid me First, they spent a good week away from the apartment. Like they would only come back to grab clothes. And when I say five minutes in and out, they were five minutes in and out. And then they come back. And like I said, they do everything in their power to avoid me. They leave early. They come home extremely late. They stayed in their room all the time, which I usually would do, but not them. So I thought it was strange because I'm just like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. But y'all treating me like I'm the bad one in this situation and it just made for a crappy living environment and i wasn't it there was no worry on my end about it escalating or anything like that because they're young and you know again i have maybe not so nice things to say in that regard so i'll keep that to myself but just coming home and it being weird you know what I'm saying? Somewhere where your name is on the lease and you pay rent to have people treat you like you're some kind of pariah or something. When, again, you didn't do anything wrong. It just really did not sit well with me. And so knowing that the lease was going through the end of June, I was just like, OK, I mean, like I said, if they're going to avoid me, that's fine. I can be in my room. I can get through it just fine. But the more time that went by, the more annoying it was. And I didn't want to approach them on it again because I felt like I had done that and I gave the opportunity for there to be dialogue and for us to figure things out. And they were not honest with me. So at that point, I said, like, well, I'm not going to keep trying. I'm not going to keep begging y'all to stop acting stupid. It just is what it is. You know, if I come to you and I say, what's the issue? And you say nothing or, oh, he's just embarrassed because of how he was acting. But then you turn around and treat me like I'm trash. Well, I don't know how else to say it, but, you know, y'all can go to hell, to be quite honest. It'd be different if I had done something, if I had done what he had done and they treated me like this, it would make all the sense in the world. 
But since I did not, I merely expressed frustration in the middle of the night, mind you. Now here I am. I'm the bad guy. Whatever. I guess I'm the I was the Nicki Minaj of the apartment, I guess, at that point. Curtis Lee, I guess. Whatever. But in what may late april may i started looking for another place and then i was stressed about that because there are so many scammers and just bullshit when you're trying to i was just trying to find a room to rent i have a financial plan and so it's for a good chunk of time in the beginning i don't know how long i'm going to be in this area but I want to spend a good amount of time not having to take on the brunt of bills on my own because I want to build up some savings or whatnot. And again, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, so I don't want to plant permanent roots. I don't want to have to break another lease and all of that kind of stuff. So I've just been renting rooms, but it was such a struggle to find something that was the right amount of space that gave me a private bathroom. I was really trying to hold out for the private bathroom and more space, a bigger room to rent, just a better situation altogether. And it was like, every time I would reach out to somebody, it was a scam. Like the, the scam that I kept running into was this whole, well, I'm out of town, but I have everything set up for you to rent. So send me a copy of your driver's license, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, who? I was going to say who's falling for this, but my friend Juanita and I did a Google search and there were a lot of people who falling for this scam who have gotten scammed out of not thousands, but well, maybe thousands. But I know for sure I saw one of an individual being scammed out of about seven hundred dollars. And so it was just back to back to back to back to back. Like every time I would reach out, it would be the same scam or they would direct me to a site that has a reputation for nothing but scammers on there talking about, oh, make an account here and we can set up an appointment. What kind of sense does that make? If I am replying to a Craigslist ad, why are you telling me to go to Roomster to make an account? You are we're already in direct contact. And so every time I saw that, I was like, okay, here's this same scam. And they don't even bother to change it or anything. It's usually verbatim the same thing. I even had one go so far as to send me a copy of someone's driver's license. I don't know who that is. And like, you go send me this so I can get the lawyer started on the paperwork. Only to turn around a few days later and they send me a message on the Roomster site. And I'm like, we're already in contact. So what's really tea? scams abound all right so it was like that gif of that i don't know that person dressed up in as that green thing running through that field with all those explosions and those asian people laughing that was me trying to find a room to rent and then i got lucky and got on craigslist one day saw an ad and it seemed legit uh the lady and i exchanged a few emails she gave me her fiance's phone number and he called me. He and I ended up talking on the phone in that first conversation for like 30 minutes, you know, and it felt good because he's black. So it just felt good to have someone kind of relate in that way. Um, and then I, I did put in my email, you know, my sexuality and they 
reassured me that it's no big deal and he was like my brother is gay he lives in houston he promotes parties so i was just like okay i had a really good feeling about it i came to see the place it's adequate the room is really big like you can tell this is an old house because you know you have to go into an old house to come across a room this big it's just a great amount of size there's a bathroom right across the hall from me and initially I was here on this side of the house on my own, but they did decide to rent the room across the hall from me. That's way smaller. But the guy is hardly ever here. Like he's been here. And the only evidence that I knew he was here is from I could tell that the shower had been used. Like he comes in whenever and he leaves early and that's it. Today, actually, on when I'm recording, this was the first time I even saw his vehicle in the driveway. So that goes to show that it's, so far, though, it's a it's a good living situation. And I hope that it stays this way. I hope it's not a repeat of last time, although I don't really anticipate it. I guess part of me felt like there would be a strong possibility of things going sideways, living with people who were so young. But these people are older than me. And honestly, it just seems like they want to go to work, come home, go in their room and chill. And I can appreciate that because I too enjoy those things. And beyond that, Seattle living has been interesting, I guess would be a good way to sum up my feelings like i like the area i love the terrain i love the topography the scenery i enjoy the weather it's not nearly as humid even though it's a little bit warm today but it doesn't feel like you're literally baking in a confection oven because there's not as much humidity it's only but 52 percent humidity here which is a godsend compared to the usual 100 or close to 100 you get in Houston. So I've been enjoying that. Again, I'm enjoying the new place where I live, even though it's a little bit longer for me to get to and from work. It's not unmanageable. Work has been fine. You know, I, I do my thing. My boss seems happy. My lead seems happy. My agency seems happy. So that's been a good thing as well. And I have, you know, impending lifestyle changes. You know, I'm going to I'm in a position now where I can work out conveniently. You know, my one of my roommates that lives here, he is building a whole workout room in one of the spare bedrooms. So there's equipment, there's an elliptical I can use. So if my knees don't want to cooperate. I can do that low impact cardio, which I need a lot of cardio based on. The things that I have going on with my body and my body type, I know what works. And I'm one of those people that if I don't do anything else, I need to do some kind of cardio. It just is what it is. So I'm actually looking forward to that and seeing what kind of change I can make, because that was one of the deals I made with myself when I moved or when I decided to move, I should say, was that I cannot live the same way that I did in Houston. And I feel like I've slacked a little bit on that. Because I've been doing what's convenient just because it just seems like it not being settled. It's easy to fall to convenience rather than 
work to have things be the way that I want them to be so that I can benefit the way that I want to. But with the equipment in there and now I'm living in a house in a community so I can walk around the neighborhood, although some of these hills are pretty steep. So I have to plan my route accordingly because <laughs> I do not want to get stuck on the bottom of a hill like Humpty Dumpty unable. OK, I'm not at that point. All right. But that is one of my goals. Like I want to be in like hiking shape. So hopefully by next year, you know, if I'm still here and I've made friends and they do that kind of stuff, then I can do it with them. Or if I just decide I want to do it on my own, I can. But that's something to work towards. And my brother is a personal trainer in L.A. So he actually crafted me a home workout. So I'm going to try that maybe in a few months when I get my stamina up a little bit, because I read through that and I was like, this is for people who are already fit. This not for um, this is not for the fat. OK, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I think, though, the main thing or the other side of that coin, I should say, is it feels a little bit lonely. And I say a little bit because I am a person who enjoys quite a lot of free time. So I'm not here like up all night crying and homesick and just I don't know what I was going to do. And I'm trying to plan my my return to Houston or anything like that. But it's not easy making quality friends when you're an adult and moving to a city where I didn't really know anyone. I don't know anything about it. I don't know how to go about doing that. So that's been something that I've kind of been mulling over. And, you know, some of the people that I've met, I mean, they, I, not to be rude, but it really feels like a seasonal type of thing. Like I met them in the first six months that I was here to help me adjust but they're not so much people that i can rely on to be friends with for the duration and that's okay you know i understand that and i recognize that but i've gotten to the point where it's like i just don't have the energy in me to try to keep acquaintances friendships relationships of any sort afloat on my own you know what i mean like i'm i'm just not in the point where i can always be the one trying to communicate and keep things up and you know you communicate with me whenever you feel like it or whenever you have a spare few minutes I mean that's all fine and dandy I'm not knocking anyone for living their life I just know what works for me what works for my mental health and my space and I can't have that you know what I mean like I need something a little bit more solid especially with me being in this area and being new you know what I mean? Like, I just I, I don't have time for the convenient type of friendship at this point. Like I said, maybe if I knew a good group of, of people or if I had one or two friends that I could talk to and see and hang out with and explore the city with every now and then, then I wouldn't mind that kind of stuff. But I don't really have that. So if all I have is kind of the wishy washy, well, that's not really doing me any favors. You know what I'm saying? Because. Instead of doing all any of those things that I just mentioned, I'm, it's always a constant struggle to just have consistent communication, you know, every now and then a couple times a week. I'm not expecting you to talk to me all day, every day. I have stuff to do, but it's easy to go three weeks a month 
with barely any communication and it's just like i mean we don't even know each other that well so what's the point in trying to keep it going i guess i don't know i could be looking at that wrong but it is what it is and then you know i'm a little homesick mostly for the food though like i just i miss the food (laughs) and that's really i won't say that's it but that's one of the main things is i miss the food and then it goes without saying that I miss my friends, Nikki and Mo and Dion and some of my other friends that I was able to see and do things with on a regular basis. But like I said, it's not anything that's keeping me up at night where I can't sleep or I'm crying myself to sleep. You know, I'm not anything along those lines. No Carl Thomas sweaters or anything of that nature. What I have been doing, though, is keeping relatively busy with the podcast network. So if for some reason you do not know, I do have a podcast network that I started when I was here with my good friend Candice. And it's just been keeping me busy. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just this show anymore. It's this show it's ratchet ramblings and then it's it's editing for all of the shows on the network so every show that is produced by this network i personally edit and so that takes time you know we're constantly trying to think of new ways to market the network so a lot of the posts that you see from the network pages And from the show pages, I do all of that stuff. We have a service where it automates the, well, I won't say automates, but it schedules the posts. And that stuff takes a lot of my time because it's not just the five shows on the free side. We also have a Patreon, which has another however many shows. And so it gets to be a little bit much to have to edit all of that stuff. So another thing is trying to find that good balance of getting the content out without running myself ragged. And for my hosts that are hearing this, just know that the more stuff that I have to do, that means the more stuff y'all have to do because I can't do it by myself. I cannot do everything. And if you feel inclined to ask to help or if you have something that you can do to help then hopefully you would do that. But if I know you can do something, I will be tapping on you. So just know, like, it ain't all, we all got to work together. It feels very much like a house. If, and I say that because I just binge posed so that I could watch the new season, which that first episode was a lot. Woo, child. But it feels like a house. Like, we all have to work to keep this thing afloat and to get it to our destination. You know what I'm saying? We do not want to be a Titanic out here. And we're small. We're not doing a bunch of numbers. We're not doing a bunch of, I don't know, revenue or anything like that. We're still wet behind the ears, getting our feet into the shit. But it just feels good to be doing something. And I can see that footprint, not just mine, but all of ours. But, you know, a lot of mine, too, knowing the things that are being done and implemented, shows that are coming out tweaks and and all of that kind of stuff or just seeing my ideas come to fruition you know like I love being able to say hey Candace why don't you and Mike do this for y'all show or hey Brie I had this idea you know I don't want to step on your toes I just thought of something and 
usually it comes up and it does something and it's it 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 feels good i don't know how else to describe it it feels good and so like i said the network has been keeping me very very busy but it's a good thing i feel like if i was in the same predicament with a living situation and the friends and all of that kind of stuff and i did not have the network to keep me busy i would be truly miserable and so We'll take a quick break and then I'll come back and I'll talk about the biggest struggle that I've had since I've been here. Stay tuned. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash FlawlessNoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. And we are back. Ooh, okay. I have to prepare myself for this last part because it's deep. But I feel like it's necessary not only for myself, but for people who hear this show, just to know that you're not alone with these type of struggles and hopefully inspire someone. Hopefully it even is a cathartic kind of release for myself, but I want to just kind of talk about my mental health for a bit. And when I was thinking about this and I had it on my notes that I left for about three weeks, cause it was too much for me to even organize my thoughts on what I wanted to talk about. The first thing that popped into my head was Whoo, the ghetto. Like my mental health has been all over the place and that's not really anything new, but with everything else that's going on, it's been a little bit more pronounced. So my current struggle has been exhaustion combined with a lack of interest and then combine that with a lack of creativity or at least a feeling of lack of creativity like it I usually don't have to struggle too much when it comes to shows and all of that type of stuff but the last few weeks it just feels like my magic is on E and it's been a real struggle to come up with stuff even more of a struggle to find people to come on the show to talk about things to follow through trying to fill out outlines and all that kind of stuff because anybody who's been on my show knows that when I say come on my show and you agree we agree on the topic you're going to get an outline you're going to know exactly what we're talking about you're going to have an opportunity to prepare yourself prior to the conversation and so I, I have a little bit of the desire to do so and I don't know if it's a real desire or if it's just like a feeling of obligation like the show needs to keep going so i need to do this but do i really want to do it no do i want to do all of the stuff i have to do to schedule guests and match topics to guests i just didn't have it you know what i mean and i haven't had it and 
anything that has required me to kind of dig in that pile of figuring things out in a creative manner. It just it has not been working for me. And it's hard, you know what I mean? Having goals and having responsibilities and just not giving a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, luckily, it doesn't quite translate over to work, but that might be for a whole different reason. But mainly with just things that I want to do creatively with this show, with network stuff, it's been a struggle. You know what I mean? To get past just the initial thought or the initial conversation about things. And it's even harder feeling this way. And not really knowing where I can turn to for relief. And so that normally is a nap for me because I struggle with even knowing how to articulate this. Like even now, I feel like I'm struggling. I feel like the words are not coming to me easily. And I part of me feels like it should because I'm just talking about myself. But then again, I'm not good historically at talking about myself. So it feels like I just I don't know I'm rambling or whatever the case may be but the internal struggles I guess the depression is what's really the worst because it's it's become so easy to fake it to send my representative out into the world and smile and laugh and crack jokes and make people around me comfortable and on the inside it feels like a a dying flower like it just feels like I just don't have air i don't know how to to escape this kind of prison you know what i mean and it's like it always feels like i'm climbing up a wall and right when i get to the top or in some instances i can be over the wall on top of the wall just admiring my work and then it feels like i get a yank and i'm back where i started if not lower And it's like this continuous cycle It's this up and down and it can be triggered by different things sometimes or sometimes it's just like, hey, I don't know if you forgot about me, but I'm still here. And it just makes it hard. It makes it hard to be responsible for this network when sometimes I just don't have it. You know what I mean? And I've been blessed in that my co-host is intuitive, (laughs) number one. A genius, really. And she is a good enough friend to me that she can kind of recognize when something is off. So she's been really great with just being like, how is everything going? Like, what can we do to make things better? Make make it easier. Take some of the burden off of you. Bree has also been very good with that. Because, again, as much as I hate to admit it, I can't do everything by myself. And then with this chip on my shoulder for lack of a better term it makes it even harder to do the things that i need to do you know what i mean because this the best way that i can describe it is maybe like aimlessness like i just feel like i don't know why i'm here i don't know what direction i'm supposed to be going in i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing i don't know what talents i have that i can share with the world that you know will make the world a better place but also just give me a sense of purpose you know like it feels like i'm operating just on standby you know like i'm i'm robotic almost to a point like okay get up go to work record the shows edit the shows put the shows out 
do this, do that. You know what I'm saying? Go do laundry, do this, do that. And it's like, I'm doing things out of necessity, but it's like, what am I really supposed to be working towards? And when we started the network, that did feel like something that I was supposed to do. And it does still feel like something I'm supposed to be doing at this point in my life. But my overall general direction, part of me hopes that there's something around the river bend with the podcast stuff that I don't know is going to come about maybe in the next few years. I don't know who knows what the future of podcasting is going to be. And all of that kind of stuff is really maybe a connection thing and the roll of the dice. So I don't even know if my general purpose has anything to do with podcasting and people hearing my voice or me helping people hear other people's voices because I also enjoy that. But I just don't know, like as far as work, like am I in the right work path, you know, career wise, my (laughs) dating life is continues. Let me rephrase, continues to be a joke. Um, but I don't even have as much desire there. Like every now and then it's like, okay, I have needs, but do I really truly want a presence? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know how to go about getting answers to these questions. I don't even know how I'm supposed to be trying to figure this out. You know, that's kind of where I've been stuck. What's the next step? I've identified that. I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know why I'm here on this planet. What's the next step? I don't know. You know, and I've been kind of, for lack of a better term, broken a little bit on this for the past year, because as I've said, right when I introduced this topic in therapy, my therapist quit and I just have not had the whatever it is that I need the interest to find a new therapist and then I moved and so now I'm in a new place I don't really know the the area that well so now it's even harder for me to find a therapist because there's so many factors that I have to put in you know you're talking about hours you're talking about traffic because You know, it can take an hour to get like 11 miles, depending on what time you're coming and going. And that's just who has time for that? Like, I know my mental health is important, but I just feel like if it's taking me an hour to even get to the appointment, I'm not going to get any use out of that because I'm going to be so irritated all the time trying to get to the appointment, you know, and I just... I don't know if I've admitted this to myself or out loud, but I honestly just feels like a little bit of betrayal from my last therapist. And I'm struggling to get over that. You know, I don't know what it is that I need to be able to trust a new therapist because essentially I'm going to have to start from scratch on a lot of things in order to get the usefulness or to get to get the benefit of the therapy, you know, cause it took me a good amount of time to start getting that from my last therapist. And it got to the point where I was doing the work outside of therapy and I would come to therapy and it would be things that I had gotten stumped on versus him trying to pull things out of me to talk about and, and figure out. And now I don't, I, it's hard for me to, to let that 
wall down, let that guard down and trust someone again. You know, like I, it's always in the back of my mind that at some point he's either going to retire or move on or something like that. But I think it was just not having time to process it. Like I went to a to a session and then on a Saturday, I think. And then like the next Wednesday, he sent an email saying that the practice was closing at the end of the month. And it was like when I went, it was already the middle of the month. So it basically was like oh, he basically sent us his two week notice. And, you know, I guess he's within his right, but I just feel like with the type of work that he does, you need to give your patients a little bit more lead time. Like he sent some some paperwork about different therapists that we could go to or try to get in with. But it just it just wasn't the same. You know, what I mean, walking out of a session, looking forward to doing this work and going back and, and being able to see and chart my own progress to him abruptly just snatching the rug from under my my feet it's been hard for me to stand back up on that and you know my new job here in seattle i have insurance and i've looked you know i did a cursory search for a therapist but the insurance website makes it more complicated than it needs to be so then i was confused so then that's off-putting because it's like i can't just say give me therapists in this area that take this insurance because the insurance is like based out of California. So then you got to go through these other websites and this other process to find, you know, doctors that are within the network, but are not on the California. It's just weird. And so that's been something else that I've struggled with. I think that I have an establishment cause I think it's like a practice that I want to reach out to. That's not far from where I'm staying but we'll see. I don't know. Like I said, it's hard for me to even picture myself drudging up this stuff again. But maybe it's part of the design, you know, whatever grand cosmic design there is for me, because maybe I need to. Because thinking about it and talking about it out loud, perhaps it's not the healthiest thing for me to be so apprehensive about discussing things that I have already discussed with my previous therapist. You know, my, my logical side is telling me if it's causing you that much anxiety, then it means that these are things that you are not settled on. So it may be worth bringing back up. And you know what? I think that's fair because I feel like things are, are, are different with my family a little bit now that I don't live in Texas anymore. So that's like a new chapter to that book that I felt like was almost done, mostly done. And then there's the stuff that I'm dealing with here and, you know, and just the internal stuff. So maybe it's worth that. Maybe I've been kind of using that as a crutch or something to be like, well, no, my, you know, my last therapist divorced me. So it's like I'm 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 hurt now. I don't want to put myself out there again. I don't know, but. It's it's still something that I, I struggle with on the daily basis. And I'm hoping that the path will start to become clearer to me going forward, let's say in the near future. But I can say that talking this out a little bit is helping because even as I'm trying to relay this to you guys, I'm thinking of things that I had not thought about previously. And I think I get most of my use, I get the most benefit 
out of talk therapy because my brain works so fast while I'm talking or while I'm having a conversation because it can still be working while someone else is talking. So maybe that's, you know, a starting point. I can say I, I need someone to talk to. I don't always know what I need to talk about, but I think that is fair to say that I probably need someone to talk to on a consistent basis. But like I said, it's hard finding a therapist. It's on my to-do list. I'm trying to figure it out, y'all, but it ain't easy. You know what I mean? Like it not it wasn't a thing where I was like, okay, I'm gonna move and all my demons are gonna, you know, keep their residency in Houston. But it, it it's still a struggle to have those demons like, you know, they follow you wherever you go. And I've made a lot of promises to myself in this move. And with that thought and that reminder, maybe even I know that I have to do the work, you know, like I didn't even I didn't get where I was without doing the work. So being here in a new environment probably is even more important for me to continue doing that work. And like I said, it's on my to do list. I'm going to probably reach out this next week to this place and see if hell, if they even take the insurance, because that might be where I need to start. Maybe I need to call them and be like, how do I figure out where I can find a therapist and a doctor? Because why do I keep getting redirected on y'all's website? Like, it just should be simple. But anyway, the the mechanics of that are my burden but um i guess maybe even if you hear this and you live in the seattle renton area in washington and you know a good therapist a black therapist an lgbt friendly therapist that's number one for me um i feel like it's probably not as uncommon here but that's that's maybe even a little bit more important to me than them being black because I, I don't know. It's hard for me to explain that though. I feel like I have more issues on the LGBT side of my identity than the black side of my identity. And that might just be because I'm, I'm not a nice person sometimes. So it's like, I'm, if if something racial goes on with me, then I feel like I'm much more equipped to deal with that mentally and emotionally than I am with the LGBT side and just the inner workings. So it's important to me to have someone that's have a therapist that's LGBT friendly for my health is definitely important to me to have an LGBT friendly there uh, doctor. You know, because even my doctor in Houston was very, you know, it just makes things easier. He was white, but it was still much easier for me to just be able to say, hey, I want to get this screening or him to ask me questions and then not feel awkward because, you know, I know that this is kind of something that he specializes in. Uh, But again, like I said, those things are my to do list because I feel like I can't have that complete, robust life that I want without addressing my health and that's mental health, my physical health. It's been a struggle. You know what I mean? Like my weight has been, I don't even want to say up and down. It's more like up, down, up, up, up just because, you know, I find myself after the fact, a lot of times eating my feelings. So that's packing on the pounds. 
And then that leads to a lack of energy. And then I already have a lack of interest and energy from the depression. And so it's just this vicious, vicious cycle that I want to get out of. I want to get out of this circle. You know, I feel like I owe that to myself. And really, I just keep saying to myself, what was the point of moving here if I was going to do things the same way I did in Houston that led to me partially being where I was? So I want to try to start getting that just wrapping my head around it you know and i think the main thing is just maybe breaking it into pieces so maybe focus on finding a therapist first once i get that going then i can find a doctor you know but trying to find both at the same time i was just completely overwhelmed and it maybe maybe it was the day maybe my mind just was not in it or my mind wasn't ready but now it's it's I feel like it's different and maybe I just need to piece meal the tasks in order for me to get to where I need to get. So with all that being said, though, I am happy to have seen another birthday. and I'm I'm strangely optimistic about what the next year is going to bring. Hopefully I won't be in the midst of crippling depression and anxiety or at the very least, maybe I can get to a point where my therapist, not my therapist, I can get to a point where my representative is not being sent out as much and is more the authentic me faster, you know, and it's not me constantly trying to fake the funk you know fake smiles and making jokes and all of that kind of stuff and i can feel genuine happiness so that's my goal anyway and i think with that being said that's gonna wrap up this special birthday episode thank you so much for listening for all of your support for all of the birthday wishes it really does mean a lot to me and if you're feeling particularly giving and honor of my 35th birthday, even though it's already passed, there are a few gifts that you could give me. So the first being a listener letter. So you can send any type of listener letters to GaySideStories at gmail.com. Uh, I guess you could also DM them on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, but, you know, if it's lengthy, then email is probably best. And that can be a number of things you can ask for advice. You can give compliments if you have show topic ideas. If you feel like there are things that I have not covered on the show that you would like to hear be covered, you know, all of that kind of stuff, please send it my way. If you have a story you don't mind having shared on the show, really uh, anything along those lines. Another gift, you can buy a Gay Side Story shirt. Do so at FlawlessNoises.com slash store. Or you can buy a network shirt or you can buy a shirt from one of the other shows on the network if you enjoy those. They all go to the same pot. So that would be a great gift. Another great gift that is free 99. Leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Again, that helps people not only find the show, but if they find the show and they're not sure then reading those reviews will help them hopefully check it out and stick around. So those are very important. 
And I will try to read those on air, you know, if I start getting a good number of them or if it's been a while and there's a good number of them. So maybe at the end of the summer, we'll see if I have a good number of new reviews. So that would be a great gift. Another great gift that is still free 99. Tell someone about the show. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, a coworker, whoever about the show and tell them about the network, too. Maybe maybe Gay Side Stories is not their cup of tea. But Mama Meets World might be not so newly where it might be. You never know. Ratchet Ramblings might be, which Ratchet Ramblings is a hot, hot, hot mess. But something for everyone. That's our goal. So that would help a lot. And then if you have a little bit of extra chingaling in your coin purse, another great birthday gift. Sign up for the network Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash flawless noises. You can do two dollars a month. Just to help out, you can do $5 a month and you'll get our free shows, which I think is about uh, four to six shows. You know, some of them are weekly, some of them are monthly, some of them are biweekly. And then at $10 a month, you get video content and then you get another kind of like a current events podcast from Candace and myself. All different manners of support. It's all appreciated. Every little bit helps. And then I guess if you just want to donate, you can donate to this show using the link in the show notes to anchor or you can go to flawlessnoises.com slash support. And there's a button where you can donate directly with PayPal. Like I say, any little bit helps and all of the money is going directly towards funding the network and our plans for the future. And, you know, this shit is not free. Some of it is, but, you know, the level of, of operating that we're doing is not free. It costs money. And also, I think we're doing amazing things. I think we're giving great content on our Patreon. So we're not just asking for free money. If you have it like that and you want to do it, we'll take it. Don't get me wrong. Be not deceived. But, you know, if you want something in return for your money, like I said, we're working hard on our Patreon content and you know we're debuting new things i'm i'm mulling something in my head that i haven't even talked to my co-founder about yet because the idea again my creativity has been so stifled that the idea is stuck and it won't flesh itself fully out so i'm i'm still kind of grappling with that a little bit but yeah i think any of those things like i said will be a great birthday gift to me and a great help to the network. It's not even really about me. I really just am looking to bring traffic and supporters to the network. And that would just make me so happy. So like I said, if you hear this and you feel inclined to sign up for our Patreon, I would love to have you guys. If you want to buy a shirt, have, you know, and sport gay side stories out in the world, I would absolutely love to see that. If you do buy a shirt, please make sure you tag me and tag the show. All of that stuff helps and it would be just amazing. So let's get out of here. Brief reminder, you can listen to this show on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app, such as Overcast, which is my favorite podcast app. So listen, Overcast, I could use a sponsorship, all right? Because <laughs> I'm giving y'all some some a little bit and I use y'all's, y'all's app, I'm just saying. You can also find me on Ratchet Ramblings again as a hot ass mess with Jeremy and Candace discussing black reality TV shows, 
and behind all of the shows on Flawless Noises Network to some extent. I have my hand in, so if you just are wondering what it is that I'm doing, if you don't hear from me for a while, but you see shows going out, listen, I'm working, all right? We have a Father's Day episode coming out in a few days, actually, because this is going out late. And it's actually going to be a companion to the Mother's Day mashup episode from last month with Brie from Mama Meets World. So I'm excited about that. See what that conversation sounds like. And I'll end on two particular notes. Love on a Gemini today. All right. We get a lot of slander. Some of us probably deserve it, but not all of us. Okay, not all Geminis. Hashtag. All right. So love on on your favorite Gemini that, you know, is not a piece of shit today. And, you know, for the majority of the month, you know, I don't want to encringe on the next one. I don't even know what it is because I'm not really into the Zodiac like that. But hey, whatever the case may be, love on a Gemini, love on a verse guy today, too. You know, we're worthy. We deserve. We get slander for no reason. We're not hurting nobody. We just flip flopping and having fun. You know, we live in our best lives. Let us be. So hug on a verse guy I mean, or more. You know, if you are in that position to do more with the verse guy, I say go for it. All right. Get your life and your nut. All right. And <laughs> I will say I will end on this note. I do accept news as belated birthday gifts. OK, bye. See y'all next week.